Welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan. And this week, we're going to be talking about three main topics. One, dark mode for your smartphone. Two, the situation that's happening with Amazon and the law when it comes to their smart device, Echo. And also with Amazon, what's happening with them and Apple, which could actually be ending up and already is starting to end up in your benefit. Let's get started. So for a while now, there's been something called dark mode or night mode or whatever you want to call it in that regard for Android devices. And iPhones haven't really had a chance for that because of how iPhones are built. So you've been mainly seeing it on Android devices unless the iPhone is jailbroken which means that you can then start to modify the operating system and the user interface and whatnot. But that doesn't really happen too much nowadays. So you're mainly and truly finding it on, well, Androids. And because of how Androids built, you could either root the device, which you no longer really need to do because they've enabled theming to be built in as of a few, I think it was actually Androids, either seven or eight, but it was fairly, it was within like the past two or three years that they've actually allowed that to be done without the ability, without the requirement for root. Actually, I think it was started from last year, if I remember correctly. Either way, the benefit of this for a lot of people is that it's easier on their eyes. It's not so much white space. Hey, welcome to the stream, Alka. How you doing tonight? Um, but yeah, it's it's easier on the eyes. It's not so much white, which also really benefits a lot because a lot of people like to have their phone on in the dark, which kind of brought to light the the dark mode. Uh, granted, you know it's been around for a while. And, you know, it's on things like Windows computers and stuff like that, where you have a, a black theme or something like that, that people actually really, really were into. And Alka, I am doing fairly well. It's good to hear that you and your brother are doing well and, you know, just chilling. But the fact is that dark mode has actually become more and more popular when it comes to smartphones and that's the thing for a while android has had it generally within the developer options when we're beta testing stuff like if you wanted to beta test one of the uh, operating systems before they actually went public they had a dark mode feature that was built in they didn't have it inside the last one but they had it inside like the past few before that and people always loved to turn that on because it just looks nicer and it's easier in your eyes. Like I said, it's not so much white on your screen. And that's, that's where the negative thing becomes, you know, even for web development, it's the white space. It's essentially a bunch of useless space that is just white that essentially you could be using. But a lot of places have been giving it to more streamlined websites where things are just in the center and this, that, and the next. And then you have places that take up all the space and, you know, 
or at least a good chunk of it and only leave a little bit to make it more streamlined. But that's, that's beside the point. Getting back to dark mode on Android, we have it more so that, well, how should I put this? Whenever they, whenever Android would actually be fully unleashed and, you know, it's no longer in beta mode or anything like that, then for whatever reason, Google always took it out. And so dark mode was never really and truly there. So people start to get upset. And, but at the same point, they, they kind of realized that this is something that Google was just typically doing. And so people over time just stopped caring, I guess. But that's where it becomes kind of funny because Google, on the other hand, has actually recently, very, very recently stated that dark mode actually helps save battery life. And this is mainly because of things like what Samsung is doing with the OLED screens, because black, the, this dark mode essentially and AMOLED black mode more specifically saves battery life because it doesn't require this the projector essentially for the screen to light up everything that's on the screen which is really really nice and the fact that if it's not lighting up part of the screen then that means it's saving space well it's not saving space it's saving battery it's saving power so you don't really have to worry about how should i put this let's say you look at my screen as it is right now right here and now it's pretty much got that's uh, someone messaging the more cookies page but essentially you've got just this part of the screen right here showing up at white and the rest of it's black it's meaning that it's it's using ambient display lighting which is pretty much the same technology behind dark mode where it's only lighting up what's needed and saving the battery life for everything else that because it's not using up the rest of this display dark mode is something quite similar so if i swipe down my ui is no longer white it's now black with blue accents and they've been slowly but surely rolling it out to things like the contacts and well the this one's the call application they recently rolled it out for the contacts application as well i'm trying to find that on my phone so i can show you contacts uh and these are things that are built in directly now the weird thing about it is even though the drop down has it black and blue when you actually go into settings it's still quite white and colorful which is weird because it's actually set to be dark mode. So I'm guessing Google's slowly starting to roll this out in hopes that more and more people will actually start using it to save their battery life, especially because if you took a look at last week's episode where we talk about battery life for smartphones, we show that, hey, white pancakes, <laughs> welcome to the stream, man. Um, we actually talked about last week where the usage for your phone is outpacing the improvements that's happening to your battery life. So just 
quickly rehashing that, it's every five every year your battery improves by like about five percent. But we're using more than that five percent increasingly every year. So we're outpacing the improvements on battery life. So Google's now saying, you know, you can save some of that battery life by using dark mode. And so that will help your battery stay alive longer. And I've actually noticed this to be true, admittedly, kind of weirdly. Um, so what I've been doing for the past about three weeks now was I come home, I plug in my phone, and before I go to bed, I unplug it. And I just go with it. Like I wake up the next morning, my phone's still unplugged. I put it in my pocket. I take it to work and I, I work with it like that. And up until maybe two or three days ago. So around the time that dark mode was enabled, my battery life would typically be about 30% by the time I got back home from work, pretty much not having a charge all day and night. Today, uh, I came home. And for the past few days, since dark mode has slowly been enabled on my phone, either via this um, system UI, which I had to toggle on in the settings, uh, the contacts app and the phone app, which the phone just happened today. My battery life is I came home and it's about 50 percent. So that's a 20 percent improvement, which is really more <laughs> than what it should be, at least in my opinion, like seriously but it, it's that much i don't even go into like this dark mode settings all that often but it's already shown that much of an improvement so i'm kind of wondering like what else is happening did they enable some other system setting that's improving this or is it quite literally just dark mode being awesome in the way that people have been hoping that it would have been and i'll be the first one to say i've always loved having dark mode on my smartphone like from even when I had Samsung's, I would try to go and enable a theme that had a dark mode or something like that. Even if it required me rooting my device and installing a completely custom ROM. Like, I only stopped doing that maybe about two or three years ago. Uh, actually, no, a little bit longer than that. It's, it's maybe about four years ago. Yeah, that's when I stopped. But, I mean, if you guys have dark mode and available on your phone, give it a try and let me know how it works. It may improve your battery life by a significant sum. You never know. Um, the best one, again, to use if you have a OLED screen or AMOLED screen more particularly is to actually enable AMOLED black mode if that's an option. If it's not, then, well... Just turn on dark mode and still see what happens. But the next topic is actually about Amazon's Echo devices. So Amazon Echo is, for those who are unaware, is a smart home device that pretty much allows you to uh, speak to a artificial intelligence, essentially artificial intelligence, uh, or what I like to call them virtual assistant called Alexa. And so you could start it off by saying, Hey Alexa, and then give a command much like how you can do with Google's devices. So if I was to, for example, to say, Hey Google, 
What's the weather like today? Tonight in Nassau, it's predicted to be 78 and partly cloudy. Currently it's 79 and clear. So essentially that's a virtual assistant. And it can do a lot. Amazon's own can do a lot of neat things because it's built into Amazon. So you can even order stuff uh, from Amazon. Let's say you ran out of tissue paper. You can say, hey, Alexa. Uh, oh, wow, I'm just realizing I'm actually probably triggering a lot of people's smart devices. Let me let me change that. Hey, hey, um, order some tissue paper and it will it'll probably take a look and ask you about it. And you, you, you can have that conversation. You can set it. Hey, hey, uh, turn down the lights. Do this, do that, do the next. And it will do those things for you. Uh, much like how Apple's HomePod will, much like how Google uh, Home will. And people have always been very cautious with these devices because they require your voice to essentially perform these commands. That means it's always listening to you, or at least listening to the, the surrounding area and whatnot to be of assistance. That's that's what it is. It's a virtual assistant. Then something happened where a virtual assistant actually sent recordings of a couple's argument to a friend without them knowing. And people's paranoia went sky high. Apparently, you know, it was reported as a bug. This out in the next and um well you know it, it hasn't really happened since it's only been like that one incident that was actually reported on that really made news that said there's a case that's currently going on where a double homicide happened in 2017 and the courts have legally requested amazon to provide any recordings that the Amazon Echo in that area would have had access to or that would have recorded in the hopes and even the ability and um, any logs essentially that it would have had on a whole to see if, you know, any cell phones connected to it, this, that, and the next. And if I can read the actual thing. They say that, okay, I'm reading this from Ars Technica. That's where I'm setting this from. According to the local media accounts, Stratford County Superior Court Presiding Justice Stephen M. Horgan compelled Amazon to disclose not only the audio files, but any associated data, such as what phones were paired to the smart speaker that may be connected to the January 2017 murder of Christine Sullivan and Gina Pellegrini. Prosecutors say that the women were murdered by Timothy Varel, who is due to stand trial in May 2019. Varel has pleaded not guilty. Authorities have previously noted that the bodies of the women were found stabbed to death under a tarp with a knife buried nearby. And this is a quote now. Investigators believe Sullivan was attacked in the kitchen of the night. Well, I'm not going to say the address where the echo was located and the prosecutors believe there is probable cause to believe that there is evidence on the echo 
such as audio recordings of the attack and the events that followed it. CBS Boston reported, citing court documents. Police apparently seized the echo into evidence during the initial search of the murder scene. And uh, to put it mildly, this entire thing is worrying for a number of different aspects. It's, it's mainly worrying to a lot of people because this means that these devices, which we were told weren't really recording any information, essentially are keeping files on hand. Be it to improve the service or whatnot, this is technically very morally gray. And this is the kind of thing that people worried about from the, the onception of it, and they're only being proven right. So what are the steps forward? Well, Amazon's saying that they will work with law so long as it's, you know, abiding by the law and it's, you know, they're required to do it and they have no means to actually back out. They will give the information. But the fact that we have allowed these devices into our homes, businesses and whatnot around our private and sensitive information that we might be saying to partners, loved ones, uh, family, friends, essentially people who are around and they're recording and keeping that information is the truly disturbing aspect of it. Uh, I know companies have been saying that they, they're going to do better and, you know, this kind of puts a hindrance on that. It, it makes me wonder it. And when I wonder and when other people wonder, that's not a good sign. That means you're losing trust and trust with these devices is paramount. So Amazon, my suggestion to you. And if any one of you somehow are listening, please only store this information, maybe three days. I am sure there people are, you know, if it's found to have kept evidence that actually can prove this guy killed those two ladies, that's great. But at the same point, this is not what people signed up for. They signed up for a service to better their lives. And sure, catching your killer from the grave, that's a service. But it also makes us wonder, just how far you're willing to go for our information and just how much you're actually still keeping at the end of the day. And the fact that they are able to provide this information from January 2017, when it's almost January 2019, is even more worrying than anything else. Now... The next thing that I want to talk about that, like I mentioned earlier, actually still does and pertains to Amazon is something that's a little nice, it's, but at the same time, it has a bit of controversy and that's where Amazon is actually partnering up with Apple. If you tried to have previously bought a 
iPhone, MacBook, so on and so forth from Amazon, you would have typically had to buy these through third party vendors. And while that's well and good, and sometimes, you know, these vendors can get really good ratings and, you know, they're, they're trusted members of the Amazon com well, <clears throat> sellers community. They're still not direct from Apple, which gives a certain guarantee, gives a certain feel good that you're buying it direct. And so, you know, you don't have to worry about it being refurbished, you know, having some weird thing happening to it that, you know, some reseller or uh, retailer may have given you some wrong product. You have a bit more promise that it's going to be the right thing, exactly what you wanted without any problems from the get go. And, you know, this has this has become a good thing in that aspect for a lot of different reasons. Um, some of which I just mentioned, but you know, the fact that you can now go on Amazon and buy an iPhone directly also comes with some added benefits. So one example is that you can now buy a refurbished iPhone 10 for about, I think it was $300 less than it was last year, uh, when it, when it first came out. Or let me see if I can find that exact article where Amazon was uh, touting that. Okay, here we go. So essentially, this is them saying that you can get an unlocked, refurbished iPhone 10. For $725 USD as a 64 gigabyte version or for $829 for the 256 version in the color of your choice. Now, these are currently listed as the deal of the day. And honestly, this is not that bad a deal. The only thing that's kind of a little concerning is... Now, how does that really factor in with the new iPhone XR and the XS? Uh, and there are people that are saying, you know, the, the new iPhone XS is nice, but is it $300 more nicer than last year's iPhone X? And to be quite honest, probably it's not. Like, in my personal opinion, it's not. I would probably stick with last year's iPhone X. The only thing that really got a bump up was the A12 processor, which admittedly is faster and runs things smoother. But $300 does sound really nice. And this is something that's happening essentially just a few days after this announcement. So this kind of leaves me with some hope that there'll be future refurbished products for sale. Uh, like a MacBook Pro, an iPad Pro, you know, things like that, that admittedly, while it's a year old, they can still be really good products. Or, even better, after new devices come out, maybe a few months, and, you know, some people have had problems and they send them in, you can buy the refurbished part, um, product directly from Amazon, use that Prime, get your device in two days, essentially, maybe save some money with Prime, 
and go from there. I mean, even the uh, 64 gigabyte version of the iPhone 10, that's for $725, they're saying that that's a prime deal, at least from what I'm looking here. And the regular price is 920 sorry, $49. This current thing, so I'm saving about $224 or 24%, which is not bad. That's pretty much a quarter of what I would have paid. So, I don't know, guys. I, I actually think this is a pretty worthwhile endeavor. I'm, I'm looking forward to this entire thing, and... How should I put this? If it can help save money when you're buying an iPhone that is unlocked, I am all for it. Hey, welcome to the stream, Eddie Terry34. How are you doing today? Um But yeah, uh Be it an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook Pro Air, MacBook itself, uh, a HomePod, pretty much any of the Apple devices. If that could be coupled in with different things or bundles that we normally would get with Amazon, I think they would actually find more people would be buying from them. And... If you're worried about those third-party vendors, because they can't actually sell their products like that anymore, they're actually getting kicked off. I'm doing fairly well, Abby. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, but yeah, if because those third-party vendors, those third-party vendors are actually getting kicked off, and they're not able to really sell their Apple products anymore. The only thing that that then makes them have to do is become an Apple-authorized reseller which is what they can do to actually become a seller again on Amazon. And, you know, that's that's actually pretty good because then that holds them to a certain standard with them, with them selling you Apple products, which is not something that necessarily happened before. So you have improved refurbished sales uh, with them coming directly from Apple. You have the possibility of discounts every so often on Apple products. You have a better guarantee that when you're getting your products from directly from Apple, they're going to pretty much be the product that you asked for without any hiccups or dings or stuff like that. And if you're not getting it directly from Apple for in case they somehow sell out and you have to get it from a reseller, they themselves have to be held accountable to that Apple standard making sure that you pretty much get the same experience all around. And, you know, the fact that you can get these things unlocked without having to go to a carrier is even better because now you can save, you can probably save some money, get a phone that you can now switch between carriers. So long as you know the correct frequencies and you're not just like swapping around countries and stuff like that. But, this is this is actually really really nice and i do have to applaud apple for what they're doing like this is this is a really smart move especially for a company 
that has had problems with both of these companies have had problems with Google. Apple versus Google for a lot of different stuff from, you know, the Android versus iOS to Maps to a lot of different services on a whole. Uh, to Amazon and their stuff where they're pretty much fighting against things like the Chromecast and Google Home and all these other stuff from Google being sold directly on Amazon. And Apple's actually the first one out of the door, essentially, to get this partnership going. That was smart, in my opinion. Uh, speaking about Google products, though, I do want to admit that with that dark mode, like I mentioned, it's still not quite dark mode, and it's disconcerting. So... I'll turn on my brightness all the way up so you can kind of get an idea. Uh, so if you take a look here, this technically should be pure black. Dark mode should not be when you turn on the, the screen, it'd be gray. Even at mid, I can still tell that there's still color coming from it. That's not how dark mode should really be. And Amazon, well, sorry, Google, if you're really listening, you know, take advantage of phones that have AMOLED LE, um, dark mode and actually turn it off. This is a Pixel 2 XL. This is your device. This has an OLED screen inside of it. Help me out with the battery life. And you've already done pretty good with it. And I've, like I mentioned, I've seen improvements. But... Come on, if it's, if it's going to be black, let it be like black, like actually black, where I can't tell it from the chin here to the screen, which is here. Like that's true dark mode. And when it comes to night sight, which is something that the Pixel 3 touted and, you know, was going to be rolled out to some other products like the pixel 2 and the pixel 1 i'm glad to say this is actually finally rolled out and the quality on it is admittedly okay so just as a rehash from a previous episode there was someone who modified the stock version of the pixel camera application and they uploaded it to xda developers and whatnot and they pretty much found that there was pretty much only a switch to toggle on and off night scene. And when they were testing it out, it was working beautifully. Like you could, even though it's dark, you can see things quite clearly. And a lot of different tech reviewers and journalists and stuff like that have started pretty much calling it magic from what they're doing. Black magic, magic, whatever you want to call it. And the wonderful thing about it is that it's actually been rolled out to all Pixel devices so far. And the quality of it hasn't really changed. If not, it's gone just a little step better. But for the most part, it was already magic. So to put additional magic on magic, that's already kind of hard. I'd love to see where this is actually going to eventually end up. But then again, there are people who don't like it and say that, you know, if they want to take a photo at night, then it should still be 
dark but not so bright so that you can it almost seems like it's daytime but for a lot of people's responses to that just take a regular photo then like that's why it's a particular mode in the phone it doesn't have to be that way you can still take a regular photo where you can barely see anything in the middle of the night so i mean that it's kind of a moot point for a lot of people and in a slightly weird and off topic thing that has been bugging me for most of the day apparently microsoft has done something very odd in their change of the terms and agreements and you know terms of service that kind of thing essentially for your xbox and skype and stuff like that or even your onedrive essentially if you have pornography or if you use obscene language or you know things along those natures they can essentially shut you down so there was someone who actually went through and compared and they found the the wording for it to be concerning so they found a relevant section in section 3a subsection 4 which says do not well don't publicly display or use the services to share inappropriate content or material involving example nudity bestiality pornography offensive language graphic violence or criminal activity and so he looked a little bit further so essentially in this person's mind he couldn't have an adult video conference with his girlfriend uh he couldn't use OneDrive to back up a document that has the f word inside of it and if he calls someone a mean name on xbox he's wondering if they will cancel not only cancel his account but also confiscate any funds that he's deposited on his account and he's now becoming a little overzealous in his comment and whatnot by saying are we no longer allowed to shoot people in call of duty animated violence doesn't really get more graphic than this microsoft approved video game and wonders just how they're actually supposed to enforce the ban and that's when he noticed something that was interesting that they also added in in section 3b quotes when investigating alleged violations of these terms microsoft reserves the right to review your content in order to resolve the issue so his take on it was it's clear that microsoft is reserving the right to cancel your account when they feel like it they do nothing to define offensive language or graphic violence for that matter and in 2018 when anyone can be offended by anything his words again i'm quoting these terms allow microsoft staff to play unrestrained censor if and when they choose given that microsoft's youtube uses that power to remove politically sensitive videos like those for legal firearm modifications should we expect microsoft will also remove be removing content and uses to earn pr points with politically correct movements du jour what's also clear is that they reserve the right to go through your private data and these terms seem to be pretty clear allowing them to watch and listen to your skype calls so long as they are investigating something the terms don't appear to require any complaint to be filed against you just the employee decided that they wanted to investigate now that part i don't actually agree with because it quite literally says when investigating alleged violations which means that someone would have said you know 
they believe that this person is doing X, Y, and Z. And so that, that becomes, you know, something that's filed. That's, it's, it's not just someone saying, oh, well, I want to take a look at this random person's information. Um, so yeah, this it's, there's a lot of different comments on this. There's already 238 comments on this. Uh, apparently some of the very first ones saying that Microsoft banned him from Skype years ago and never gave him a reason why. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a lot of different stuff. So, I mean, it's my take on it is if you used it the same way you've been using it for the past umpteen years, chances are you probably won't have anything happen to you. If you're doing stuff that you should not be doing on Skype. Okay, okay. Well, we're actually about to wrap up in a moment, but essentially if you if you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing, uh pretty much, you know, bullying people, generally bad internet ethics and ethos and attitude, I guess you could say. You're probably going to end up falling afoul of these terms of agreements but that's going to happen pretty much anywhere be it sony uh google especially nintendo uh dropbox box anywhere that essentially uses this kind of stuff even amazon has certain restrictions as to what they allow on their servers when you're using their like those enterprise level servers and stuff like that so try to make a big deal out of it i i just don't see it i'm sorry like they're trying to tighten down in a very zealous day and age where you're kind of right people if one person doesn't take offense there's probably someone somewhere else that will and you can't please everyone, but that's what rules and these stipulations are there for, to try and keep the peace. Especially since they're trying to make sure that their products are top of the notch and the ones that people actually look for. They don't want some parent saying, oh, well, I don't want you using this product because, well, they host porn. Or you can get porn from it, or you're only using Skype to have naked phone calls with your significant other who's if that's happening they're probably not your significant other they're probably your girlfriend that's you know you probably shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff anyway i <laughs> put it mildly but that's actually it for this week's episode of more tech as per usual guys if you missed any part of this episode, feel free to check us out with the next, well, when we've uploaded to YouTube or as a podcast, that will probably happen. Uh, we, we have been trying to switch things up a little bit. So we're, when the shows are on Tuesdays or Thursdays, we're trying to get them out. So if eSports Wrap was on Tuesday, which it is, we released uh, this week's episode on Wednesday. And for this episode of More Tech, this was recorded and streamed live on Thursday, we're going to try and get the episode out on Friday so that the information is more relevant and more timed based on when you pretty much be hearing the stuff. Uh, and so you can actually listen in. Welcome back, Alcom. But like I said, we're wrapping up now.
And so, yeah, if you missed any part of this episode, then feel free to hit over to YouTube, uh, where it's youtube.com slash cookies or morecookies.com, which is moarcookies.com, to check out any of our past episodes or just listen to the podcast. Yes, we have a podcast as well. And that's pretty much anywhere that you can listen to one. That's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Tune Heart, well, Tune In, iHeartRadio. Quite literally, we're we're pretty much everywhere, even podcasts. So, if you also want to keep in contact with us, you know, we do have a Discord. Feel free to hit us up inside there where we talk games, uh, technology, and just random daily life stuff. We do have a section inside there for TV shows as well. But, yeah. Until next time, guys, take care.